Welcome to Owen and Brew's Barbecue. We're back and we're grilling up fresh Star Wars news. Both Chris and I have just seen The Last Jedi. We've been anxiously waiting to serve you up some fresh pork and, and just like Chewbacca. I think that's how we're going to grill it up tonight. What do you What do you think, Chris? I thought okay. I was I was worried that you were going to miss the opportunity to speak about uh, slow roasted pork. <laughs> I would never, I would never miss the opportunity <laughs> for slow roasted pork. Nice. So it's been um, let's see how many days since it's been released. It's been what, four days since the movie's been out. That seems about um, right. I've seen it once. I've how many times have you seen it? Twice. twice. All right. Yep. I believe Nick is seeing it tonight. Tonight. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, I posted on the Facebook page. We're actually recording this um this review podcast in two different parts due to some scheduling, of course. Um, but I know that myself, Matt, Nick, and Jay all wanted to get their have their voices heard about what they thought about the last Jedi. Um, but logistically, a bit of a challenge. So we're making sure that um, all of us are going to be on this, ultimately on this show. Uh, maybe not all at once, but at least you'll be able to hear some perspectives from um, the four of us um, when the show is complete and on your device. So here we are. It's, it, it was such a long time coming. Everybody was so excited. I remember sitting on my couch earlier this summer when uh when lucasfilm released the movie poster mm-hmm. and i remember putting a little plug for owen and brews barbecue and we're just launching the, the owen brews barbecue the podcast in general and being so super excited about uh this movie and it finally came and it's here uh so i went and i saw it on opening night on thursday evening how about you yes thursday evening uh 7 p.m so and uh, nice. I, I know, I know. We we were kind of discussing like how how do we talk about this? How do we break it down? And I think the experience of going to the movie theater is is part of it, right? It's opening night. Like if you're a Star Wars fan, you do not want to be spoiled on this whatsoever. And I know there's many of listeners out there that are, that are still anxiously awaiting due to scheduling and what have you. But um, us diehards, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's tough. It's tough. And like I went to the eight thirty. Show, which is not the first show that was there. And I knew that I'd be walking into a movie theater where the movie was playing. Oh, right. And or people would be coming out from. Yes. So so walking into the theater, I'm I'm like this. I got my hands on my on my ears. I'm walking through. I'm not I'm not making eye contact with anybody. Like I don't want to know if this dude thought it sucked or if this dude loved it. I wanted <laughs> nothing going into this theater. You're like Ted um, from uh, How I Met Your Mother. He's got the goggles on. and the Yeah. Like, I, I, wanted, I wanted to be completely fresh going into that yes. movie, which I was. So nobody, nobody, you didn't get a whiff. You didn't get a whiff. Not one whiff. Yeah, nothing. Not okay. one. Um, I, I was, you know, of course, like same, same thing. You know, I'm, I'm seeing it actually an hour and a half before you, you know. Because we're on Easter. Yeah. Yeah. Time zones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same time zone. Oh, damn it. <laughs> anyway. Uh, geography is great. I'm, I'm good with geography. We've got the tickets. Um, we're waiting on a buddy. You know how it is, you know. And so I'm, I'm like, okay, we got to get our seats. So I, I go in. I find three seats. I got them. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the sitter, right? I'm sitting there. 
And this woman's just an arm reach away from me. And I had thought, I had this force sense tingling that I should have taken my headphones today, that day. And I didn't, because I thought about this. I was like, headphones, that's the perfect thing. You just blast movie music and no matter what, you know, like even if you're hanging there with your buddy, you're like, sorry, dude, no offense, but I'm totally listening to Rage Against the Machine at full volume right now. You know, like... What, 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 how else do you block this out? And uh, this, I swear, this girl was looking up spoilers 10 minutes before we're about ready to watch. Are it. you serious? I am about ready to just punch. I, I, I have some choice words and I, I will save them. For Wait, did you use them that evening? Oh, <laughs> I did. I did what you did. I did the like duck and cover routine where I was just like, I'm just going to crawl up into a ball and cover my ear. Oh. I hear her like being like, I don't know if this is real or not, but it says bull. And I'm like, shut up. Don't say another word. I have waited so long for this. And you have no idea like how I've fought for this moment to be sacred, you know, like all of the months, right? So um fortunately, not spoiled in this occasion, but I'm I'm sitting there like clutching my ear, like not trying to hear what what they're talking about. Because they could have been talking about who knows what. But if she's talking about a Dude, star- I would have built up as much gas as possible and just started farting. Like I would have just let it just just gas the place out to get her to move. Yeah. I I, I would have force farted all over that place. I was about ready to snoke blaster with electricity, but um right. at, at any <laughs> at any rate, uh then to make matters worse, this theater that I see it in. It doesn't have the behind the doors. It's actually got it on the side. So anytime anybody gets up during the movie, this door opens. And I'm like, oh, just like light shines. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, really? Really? It's brutal. Poor design. And so worst worst place to see it in. Two minutes before the movie's about ready to, to start or whatever. This, you know, this is even before the trailers, but uh, this guy walks in and he just blurts out, Lay it dies. And I was like, you, uh, I was like, you, the, the humanity, the just sheer humanity of people is just lost. I, I, I feel, I feel as hopeless as Luke. Um, <laughs> so that was, let's fast forward. All yeah. right. So we, we get through the movie and mm-hmm. here's what I want to do. This is what I want to do. So for those listening right now, Matt and I have not shared our opinions with each other whatsoever about this movie. So we are coming at this, at this show not knowing what one or the other thought about the movie. So what I'd like to do is that on the count of three, I want you to say simultaneously to me, as I do, your initial gut reaction at the credits, when the credits rolled at the end of the movie and the lights come up. In three words or less, I want you to get to say at the same time as I do, what your gut reaction to the movie was. My, Ready? My gut reaction to the movie. Um, One. Okay. Two. Three. Say it. I'm, I'm sorry. I have no idea what my gut... Okay, my gut reaction, uh, three words. Uh, hmm. Okay. I'm going to use four words. Four words. Wow. Um... All right, here's here. I'll give you mine. Okay. My whole four words are, did I like that? <laughs> Question mark. Um, 
mine would be well there you go um All right so and and maybe an addendum like well that's not how i would have ended it um the movie uh seeing it a second time has um and and i really decompressed it the second day um, cause there's a lot there. I, I think my gut reaction and, and the three guys that I saw it with, we all were like, and we were walking out of the theater and again, we're trying not to say anything too. And we're like, well, there's a lot to like unlock there, or there's a lot to, you know, talk. Sure. About. Uh, my friend, he, he was kind of like, well, they're just going to be making these movies forever. That was his gut reaction. Yeah. That was, that was his. So general. again, I, I, I said my, my gut reaction when I left, I was like, did, did, did I love that movie? Did I, did I like that movie? Did I, or did I like, or did I love it? I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. And this is one of those movies where I couldn't make a gut reaction for, I couldn't give my, my, my hot take. Yeah. Immediately following the movie. I couldn't do it. I just didn't know how. Right. Mm-hmm. And I had to, and I have only seen it once. I need to see it again. Yeah. I've, and the more I thought about the movie, the more towards the, the, my my needle fell closer to the love section. Yeah, where I actually really when I, when I really thought about it, I started reading a little bit about it, just kind of getting you know other people's hot takes, and I'm just like, yeah, man, like, are we? We're not explicit, but so I'm not gonna get explicit here for a second. But Ryan Johnson. Mm-hmm. He made that movie not giving a damn of what you think about the Star Wars universe. Right. And I think that was a huge, huge risk. And the more and more I think about it, I think he nailed it. I think it's absolutely a payoff because yeah. he took every every single fan theory mm-hmm. and made fun of it, essentially. Right. <laughs> like the opening scene when, when, when they continue and... It, from the end of the first movie, the, the, that last movie, and yeah. and Ray hands over Luke's lightsaber, and like, and he flips it over his shoulder oh. off the cliff. I'm like, but what, yeah. what? Like he literally just slapped every fan in the face, being like, because they're trying to figure out what the next line was going to be. It was like yeah. watching the Super Bowl. Vegas has got a line, and what his, Luke's first words are going to say. Like, I loved that. Yeah, I laughed out loud. I'm like, oh, zero. This is how it's going to go down. Yeah, this is this is what we're in for. I did laugh at that. Um, part of my hot hot take on it, or my second my second viewing, and then unlocking it. Um, I okay. One of my thoughts that went through my mind was, is this the last best Star Wars movie we're going to get? You know, like, is this the last great Star Wars movie that we're going to get? Or is this the is this the one that that kind of breaks the Star Wars franchise because it's become so divisive online? And I'm like, huh, I really don't like. I don't know why people hate it. Um, I will say that I I felt that it was long, but I don't know. Like on second watch, I don't know what I I would take out. I know what I would improve, but the amount of time that he had, what he wrote, what he what he did with it, he wrote and directed that. And I don't know, like, I just felt, I felt like each character had an arc in this and whether, you know, I, I, it'll be interesting to hear Nick's take on this, um, him being so anti Force Awakens. Um, 
but you know, and, and part of his criticism there was that the, the storyline of the Force Awakens not having a a good plot or a solid plot. And um, I guess I guess we'll get to this <laughs> in part two. Um, but I felt that each each of these these characters had a beat. They had a like a, at least a, a beginning, middle, end part. Like Poe Poe has a movement, you know. And and even on second watch, I was like, I could see his movement where he's he's also headed and even re reading a lot of Ryan Johnson stuff, it seems like that was a conscious effort for him to make sure that these characters were doing stuff that was interesting. Poe and Finn apparently were supposed to go together to the, the Canto Blight together as opposed to Rose, but he opted out. He said, no, it doesn't make sense. They don't, they don't grow with one another. It doesn't have to be Poe going with him. And he felt that his story was better served by growing from what happens with um, Haldo. I believe that's her name. Um, Laura Dern's character. So, um, <laughs> Chris is, um, Chris, no, I think Chris is uh, Mikeless. Ground control to Chris. No, he's working on it. So, um, so I will just stretch out my, my, my opinions and takes on this just a little bit further, um, considering those, those areas that, uh, uh, I enjoyed, or at least seeing a second time that, uh, I was really ready for. And so pulling back the curtain a little bit here, <laughs> my headphones just totally butt went out on me. I might AirPods it. So I'm, I'm back with my, uh, my, with my legitimate headphones. Okay. I can now hear you. Perfectly. I assume that everything you said in the last minute and a half was royal gold, just gold brilliance. Um, you can, character development and how I felt yeah. there were certain character beats that were improved upon, or it, it felt like each each character grew. Um, I I kind of like the divisiveness of this one. The fact that royal I do too. Here here's one of the things I loved about this about the character development. Uh, Kylo Ren is not a bitch. <laughs> yeah um like i was worried what that was going to be like but i think this movie was huge for kylo um because he assumed are we spoilery yeah well i yeah i was launching the spoilers yeah we'll mark it in the show notes yeah. um like like dude he he turns badass right yeah. and it was it was um it was the version of Anakin that we wanted. <laughs> you know what I mean? Totally. It was like it yeah. was it was the Anakin without the Christian or what the hell his name is. Um Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen. Uh, but yeah, I, I totally dug that. And I thought that um, you know, when we talk about Ray, I think that Ray's development was was pretty incredible too. Like I think that um she went from like the the on screen, the center of attention on screen gal that everybody loves, and but she was almost as if she was like humble, mm -hmm. right? Humble, if you will. And I think that uh, I, I just thought it was really, really well done. However, I will say one of the best character developments in that movie um, was was Mark Hamill's Luke Skywalker. Like, yes. Like you, you meet him, and he's just this guy who thinks that the world is better without him, right? You woe is me. I'm gonna go 
you know, milk the titty of some weird animal and <laughs> drink its green milk. I, I was like, I'm saying, is it blue? Is it blue? No, it was green. Green. Um, green. Yeah, that was just totally weird. Yeah. Um, but uh, you kind of saw him progress into a different direction throughout that movie, right? Mm-hmm. I, w- one of the things I really love, the storytelling um, methods they use to kind of show a little bit of backstory as well as kind of develop Luke's uh, character and Kylo was the perspectives on that flashback inside yes. the tent. Like yes. That was so awesome. And without giving away too much, I mean, if you've watched the movie, you know the, how it leads up, but you don't know what the hell to think. Yeah. No, that's like, very true. And, and I love, I love that each scene, each cutaway, and this was something that I was reading about as well. Um, that, but each scene is kind of a little puzzle piece for you and it informs you as to some, another, another story piece of the story or another plot point later on in the movie when you're like, Hey, Luke's beard is dark Brown. Like it was gray just like five seconds ago. Yeah. And he's got a sweet haircut. Like, and he was all homeless looking just two minutes ago. Yeah. And you're like, wait, where did that blue lightsaber come from? Wouldn't it be the green one? What happened? You know, and you're like, wait, is that? And, you know, and just the way that that part was done, seeing that whole thing transpire a second time through, um, you know, I really just savored every moment of that and watching my kids' faces and, and just how they, they laughed and they loved the part where, where Luke just brushes it off. He's like, um, yeah. And I love, I love, around, kid. I know that I know that one of the criticisms has been the humor, um, but I I enjoyed I enjoyed most of the humor that was thrown at me. I there I don't think there was. Um, I, I realize that there's a porg counter porg kind of thing going on right now. What's your take on the porg situation? Uh, is it a Disney mass marketing? Absolutely. Toy? Okay. No, no question. I mean, they posed no purpose. Mm-hmm. Other than that one, like fifteen second cut scene of uh, offering a little bit of humor up with Chewbacca, right, and and right. maybe even showing a human side of Chewbacca, which is weird. I guess you count that, chalk that up to character development. But um, um, that was like a little bit of a lead-in scene to to the next um, to that whatever happened. There was like a they rushed into something. I don't know what happened after that, but yeah, totally a, a marketing thing. Like there is no need for the pork. Um, Let's talk about. Um, well, I'll, I'll just at least throw out this little bit of porg information for you. Um, there, there was a logistical purpose for them to be there. Obviously, not all of the com- comedy relief um, that didn't need to be there. They could have just had it in their milder. But um, apparently, they were used to cover up puffins that were on this island. Um, they they inhabited this island, and so they used the porgs as a way of not having to CGI and out every single bird in the background, they could make it more alien up close and just, Oh, all right. That's fair. So, so there is a little bit of legitimacy to, to why they're actually there. And I, when I, when I read that, I was like, hot damn, that guy's a smart, you know, but I mean, that's a, that's a pretty ingenious way of, of getting your peanut butter and jelly. So, um, well, I, I will say there's certain characters that I wanted more of. I mean, Chewbacca, I'm like, I mean, I don't know how much you get out of Chewbacca except for Roars, but clearly he's depressed the more I watch it and his scenes. Like, he's kind of just moping around. 
I got some beef with Chewbacca. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 very petty. <laughs> um, but let's go back, and I guess okay. this is even a Force Awakens um, beef too. Um, but let's go back to um, Return of the Jedi. Okay. Get your your image of Chewbacca in your mind. Got Scruff, it. Scruffy, mm-hmm. like real mangy looking dude. He was. He was and, like made of a certain yak. You know, Something, like, yeah. like he he was just a he's a fearsome looking guy. Yeah, not very, not very clean. They're very ragged. The type of dude who would be flying a, a cargo ship for a, a, a scoundrel, if you will, mm-hmm. or a, a a traitor, if you will. Um, and then fast forward to you know Force Awakens, and then again the Last Jedi. And apparently, in his travels, he stole a lifetime supply of Pert Plus because, damn, <laughs> that coat looks so super shiny and just like he looks cuddly. And he doesn't have that look anymore. It's just like, oh. what happened to him? Uh oh! Surprise, surprise! We have a third, third guest tonight. Joining us is Jay, none other than Jay Gladfelter. So, oh, hello, Jay. Your mic is a little bit low. A little low. There you go. That's better. Hello, hello, hello. So, Jay, just a little bit of recap. So, um, Matt and I, we were talking. We we talked a little bit about our initial, uh, or first of all, our experience of going to the theater and what it was like. And then we 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 each kind of give a hot take on our initial gut feeling the second the credits rolled at the end and as we were leaving. And I'd love to hear what your gut reaction was the second those credits rolled. Go. I loved it. Okay. Um, and I know, I know this movie is polarizing, um, and I really can't wait to hear the, the Nick picks of this episode, sure. but, um, but oh. I, I loved it because I felt, I felt there were so many moments throughout that like took a turn that I just didn't expect. Um, and, and I just, I loved the feel of it. There were some things that were, I was kind of like, eh, or meh, or kind of sad about. But I think overall, like throughout the whole movie, it felt very much. It felt live. Yes. It felt like I was experiencing it mm-hmm. versus Force Awakens, which I enjoyed. It felt like this is Star Wars. I'm back in this universe again. But you, you can also, but there's also that part of where uh, Nick was coming from or his big complaint is just basically a new hope. And I, so, so it felt very much like an echo of that where this felt very fresh and new, even though it still had echoes of empire, but still I I really liked it. Yeah. I I was, I was sharing earlier, Jay, my my gut reaction, my first initial reaction as I left the theater was, did I love that movie? I wasn't sure. I was, I honest to God, I, I let, I was not upset. I was not, angry with the movie at all i wasn't upset about how it came out but i came out not knowing if i loved it or not yeah Yeah. and then um after sitting down and and thinking putting some thought into it and and reading up a little bit about it kind of getting some clarification on a few things um i just shared a a few minutes ago that i'm leaning more towards the fact that i loved it yeah and you know that was the, the initial gut was i loved it and then i actually then allowed myself to read all the reviews and read everything right and then it kind of had me second guessing it a little bit. Like there was, there's a few different articles. There's like one on Washington Post, some other places, as well as like on Rotten Tomatoes, there's like a 58 percent audience score, which I heard actually bots. They're using bots to kind of like drag it down. Fake news. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's weird, right? 
Yeah, and and so I was like, well, okay, okay, I get these arguments. I get some of them. I was like, okay, you're just doing the opposite things that you hated from the Force Awakens, and so I was like, okay, no Star Wars movie post the original uh, releases is ever going to get universal acclaim from the fans. Like, there's just going to be a group that hates it one way or another. And then there were some that were like critics that they were giving their reasons why they didn't like the movie. Um, but after watching it again today, um, it kind of reaffirmed my love for the movie. Like I really, really liked it. Save for two things. Watching, watching it a second time, it really kind of enriches. Um, it enriches a lot of the different things that I, that I loved that I was kind of like, wait, what happened there? Wait, what is going on there? You know, I mean, it just kind of enriched those areas. Jay, what two areas would you say um, bothered you or, or stuck with you that you were kind of like, ah? I feel like it, there's it's, something should have been flipped or like, po- I think something should have changed post Carrie Fisher dying. Hmm. And I feel like when she got blown out of the bridge, mm-hmm. that should have been her end. Right. And, and, and I know, I know it'd probably be hard for the plot and everything to really redo it, but looking at it and even seeing it a second time, cause I, I, I feel like that would have been a really beautiful, like into her character it would have been kind of it would have felt abrupt it would have been kind of like oh my god already which is what i said when she got sucked out to Colin. i was like yeah oh shit that was quick so i um, heard a really cool analysis of this scene so that that's probably like one of the most controversial um scene, parts of this movie i would say aside from the fact of the matter that the the casino island was dumb and i don't know why justin thoreau was in a star wars movie um <laughs> uh, but he, also james corden did you, did you spot james corden no, where was he? He was he was in the the X wing. It's not confirmed, but I'm pretty damn sure it was him. He was piloting one of the X wings with oh, really? the opening oh, scene. Okay. Yeah, he got he gets there blown up. I could see that being that character. He gets that, blown up. Yeah, it's like a quick kind of one off. <laughs> um, anyways, so controversial scene, if you will, with the whole idea of you know actually someone had posted a meme and it was fantastic. I was laughing my ass off, and it's just so I don't know how they got the footage of it, but there's the footage of Leia, mm-hmm. frozen in space, uh-huh. like blown out of the bridge, in outer space, no suit, frozen. And all of a sudden, in comes the John Williams, not John Williams, who is, is it John Williams? I don't know, who did the Superman score? John Williams. John yeah. Williams. In comes John Williams Superman score. Starts flying towards the bridge. I was like, this is fantastic. Um, and I actually... I, I love it because the overall theme of the movie is you get towards the end uh, and you realize with the force, um, you know, the, the force brooming the stalls, if you will. Um, <laughs> the, the idea is, is that, you know, and this is kind of why Luke had his departure is that the force is not dependent on Jedi or the dark oh, side, yeah. or the dark side, which I thought was cool. Right. I think that kind of lends credence to that theory. Oh, it, but, it breaks, but, it's totally free from midi chlorians. I just but, need to, that. yeah for yes. sure but check this out check this out i was listening to a podcast called the jedi council today mm-hmm. um and they had bobby moynihan was their guest nice. and bobby moynihan gave this really nice touching uh story about how important carrie fisher is to him personally in his life and everything um but then one of the co-hosts was mentioning he's like so i've been kind of breaking this thing down and he looks at it this way he goes why does everybody want to join the dark side or the Jedi? Because if you look at the the true the true intent of um, of uh, Anakin Skywalker um, was to 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 give life, 
right? He wanted to put life back where it was taken away, right? It was right. just this power to be able to, to, to eat. anybody can take a life, but it only, only takes a Jedi that has the ability to actually give life. And that's all the life force of, of the, of the force itself. And if you recall, uh, Yoda back in the day was saying how much he actually wanted to bring Leia into right. training. Yeah. Right. And he's like, Oh, Leia's the one, blah, blah, blah. She's the one that we need to be training. Yeah. Because she has this incredible power. But but when Han Solo was like, no, no, we're no, we're gonna go with, with Luke. Um uh and then you, you kind of go back and you think about it, and it's like maybe they got the wrong one. <laughs> but it, I you know, it's made us I, I think it was her choice. I think she in in uh where she wanted to be is in uh leading the resistance or leading the senate like she is a diplomat and i think she she prefers that life versus the jedi life i think it's her choice yeah um, i i just want to want to say on that scene watching it a second time um i i loved it the first time and the second time uh i was probably more emotional about it just because to me, I love the symbolism of it. I just love the fact that it it inspires hope. It's like she is like near death, and I love the fact that okay, we get her doing a force power that we have not like seen her even use. And I don't know. It's just it's we haven't seen anyone use. I, I, and again, I'm, I'm not saying that scene had a problem with in the the, the power. No, no, I, I I thought it was fine. I just right. think they're in a tough spot. Oh yeah, and she's not going to be in the next one. But here's I'll, here's my other here's my other take on so that. So it's going to be weird, I think. Here, here's my other thought on that, and I guess where where it leads. Actually, let me let me finish let me finish oh, my okay. thought, and then so because it it ties together. Okay, so Leia Leia dies there, and I think they should have changed Luke not dying post uh, Carrie Fisher passing away, because I think their intention was that she is kind of the the person that actually leads and rebuilds the rebellion. And, and it's kind of probably the third, the third act, uh, uh, Holy Trinity person to really do it. So I think without Carrie Fisher there, they should have kept Luke alive so that he could have filled in that role. And I know it was probably gonna be a force ghost and blah, 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 blah. But I, that was the thing that I think just with Carrie Fisher dying, I think that should have been the flip in terms of who actually died in this movie. That's just a thought. No, That's just a thought. I totally, I totally get that. And I, and I, and I see that as kind of like, yeah, like I could see where they could, they could have, they could have done that. And there's probably a part of Ryan Johnson that was just like, look, I don't want to mess with this. Yeah. Yeah. This but, is habit. And, oh, go ahead. No, finish. Oh, my, my only uh, last thought on, on, on Leia and where, where we see, I realize that we're kind of jumping all over the movie. Yeah, it's going to happen. Whatever. Let it roll. Um, but <clears throat> where we leave Leia with Ray at the end. <laughs> that's awesome i uh i feel like they're they're really hinting at some some type of a time jump and if they don't do a time jump then then what, what's the point um well, here, here's the thing and this, so, this is the point i was going to jump in with is that i don't whether it be through the magic of of uh editing which was done brilliantly with her right because you could tell in a couple of scenes that were adr heavy like they they used it was not her voice um really? but they was damn damn close and i i How was she completed I, filming before she passed away no, I, I don't think they completed everything oh, okay 
Um, and I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I, I th- but I know there wasn't any reshots done or anything like that. But like, there's a couple of points where I because I, I was looking for it. I hate to say it, I was absolutely looking for it because um, <laughs> there's a there's a couple there's a couple of scenes where you hear her voice and it, it's very close, but it's not her. Huh. Uh, so I think they did a really nice job editing it. And if you think about it, like the way that they put that whole thing together towards the end of the movie, um, I think they set up JJ. Uh, Abrams for success because it's inter- it's interesting how he ultimately handles it if it's an off camera like memorial right for Leia because she was you know recovering from whatever happened uh, you know being blown on the bridge but she even says she's like don't follow me follow right. him <laughs> oh I I like and, and like the handoff of the rebellion to Poe totally was, was I, there and Oscar Isaac made a day because you know he's going to be a huge part of this next, <laughs> next episode i i saw that that uh in the second time through just how like she was definitely like passing the torch to poe yeah and i i felt well, like I think she passed it once poe kind of learned the lesson she was trying to teach him totally and that's where i don't mind the casino scene like some people are saying that whole uh finn rose side story was pointless yeah. i i don't think it is because one I think it really it showed a side of the universe that really hasn't been shown that you would think would have to exist yeah. um, in that kind of the war profiteering and um, the, the elite and uh, and what's really at play. And I, I love how it just it's always been kind of like the good versus the bad. But there's this huge gray um, yeah. that, that this movie really kind of presented out that I loved. Um, but also, I think that whole journey that they had also kind of taught Poe the lesson he needed to learn, which you just don't have to go blow everything up as your solution every single time. Yeah. Just leave a uh, whole door to do it. So there are alternatives to fighting. Well, here's the thing though. Like Phasma got hosed. Absolutely yeah. hosed. <clears throat> that was apparently Finn's story. Like is that he, he took back his, like he fought his way. Yeah. Basically out of the, the first order again. Like he, yeah. The last time he fled, he wasn't a traitor. Yeah, he fled this time. He like this time he actually fought his way out, and so it was like it was part of his journey and story. Um, I, I wanted to see Phasma have a better, better, a bigger role, though. Like she is a badass villain. She's now the Boba Fett of this. Yeah, so I was gonna say it's very Boba Fett of. Actually, I think even. Honestly, she even got a better end than Boba Fett. In she all did. Fairness. She did get a better uh, end. <laughs> At um, least she had a she had a duel duel to the end. Um, and, he, and here here's a let's, let's talk about um, the the women uh, aspect of this movie, which was awesome, right? So you think about like I was actually reading an article today that um, before Force Awakens, there were the the amount of speaking parts in Star Wars spoken by women was ridiculously minuscule sure i'll show you the toy collection where the only female action figure was leia that's it out of no, all hundred Am- figures dude amperu don't forget about amperu no, i'm saying the original toy line she might be a charred bit of bones but she uh, was an action figure. the original line okay, only had leia but droids but- had kia mole don't even know what that is. Actually, ED ED ninety nine is also female. Inside snoodles. So, 
Okay, human female. Jeez, Louise. nerds. Uh, wait, yeah. So, anywho, what I'm <laughs> what I'm saying is, you you think about all the the female characters in this yeah. movie. There's phenomenal. Like Carrie Fisher was amazing. You know, as she and and by the time that she, this was filmed, she was half there, half not there. Right? She's out, kind of like a little, a little bit off the deep end. Obviously, you have um, Ray, uh, Laura Dern's character, dude. Like, I didn't know what to think. Right. I had mm-hmm. no idea. Was she a turncoat? I had no idea until that that scene. I was just like, "Oh man, they, they got me! They got me! I couldn't believe it." Like, <laughs> I, I thought for it was, and and then and then not only was she a powerful character, she pulled off the most badass move yeah. in Star Wars history. Yeah. You can take all of your lightsabers. You can take all of your force pushes. You can take all that crap and throw it in the Sarlacc pit because I'm telling you jumping into light speed while yeah. going through a dreadnought or whatever that Snoke's it was ship Snoke's, was. It was Snoke's ship, Dude, yeah. that yeah. was awesome. And like, that was that, amazing. And that scene's amazing, where it just goes into the death, yeah. of deafness of space, and it's just like, oh. And and how so they that, how insane, they did the audio, insane. you could just hear everybody in the audience going, oh, shh. And they're yeah. like, oh, yes. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I heard more cuss words uttered <laughs> in that moment because people were blown away by it. Yes. My, you know, my biggest movie is supposed to do that's what a yeah. star Wars movie and that's why i liked it because even even the uh the, the the final battle between kylo ren and luke that was my oh shit moment where yeah where it's like it shows that i was like oh shit oh shit yeah. oh my god like i was like because i just didn't because the whole time i was like he has a haircut he had time to get a haircut his <laughs> beard is browner and yeah. how, did he, how did he repair the lightsaber that was yeah. split in half? I was like, totally. and then, and then and I was like, oh, duh, he's not there. But I did, yeah. I didn't know it until they showed part, it. Part of me was hoping. I leaned over to my buddy. I go, I was like the middle of the of that the, the fight with uh with um Finn on the bikes and his girlfriend there. Uh-huh. I I leaned over to my buddy. I'm like, I'm like, dude, Luke's gonna show up in his X wing and it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Yeah, it didn't happen. Because um, they showed us the X wings. That's what I was thinking too. I was like, oh, he's yeah. gonna like fucking lift his X wing out. Yeah. And then. So <laughs> uh, f- uh, funny, funny uh, side note. We talked a little bit about um, about the the casino scene. Um, mm-hmm. That that scene where that that drunk alien comes over and starts yeah. popping quarters in the BB-8. Uh-huh. Fun trivia. Yeah. Voiced by Mark Hamill. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Well, Mark Hamill's an accomplished voice actor. So. Indeed. All right. Uh, before I forget, one of the points that many of the points that I was trying to think about or make earlier is that where they leave this movie with a time jump essentially happening because I, I, I just feel like they could have a lot more stories with Ray and Leia, and even for those book readers and the comic books, you could you could at least you could at least uh, have more Leia there. And I, I, I don't know how they don't, cause they've already said they're not going to CGI her for yeah. uh, nine. So I, they would have to start off with her funeral. Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, I think a time jump is, is you can, it's a, it's afforded too, because this movie kind of just falls right after yeah. the force awakens. Like it's almost what a day or two after it's pretty much right after. Um, cause they blow up the base that they were at. And then they're, they're they're leaving. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I think it's I think it's absolutely possible, or should be done. I think it's the only way you do it with Leia's passing. So I, I think that that's where you could have your I guess your cake and eat it too, where you could have a little bit of like these two powerful 
female figures moving on to have other stories. And I mean, how many comic books and books are filled with Luke Skywalker and Han Solo adventures? You can at least have Ray and Leia hanging out and, you know, reading through these, these books that she stole. Well, so I, we're such a great, like little, like switcheroo there is that she took those, those ancient texts. You're definitely going to have a Luke force ghost, but do we have a Leia force ghost? No, they can't no? do it. They, because I, I, Ghost they, they Form would be easier want. to pull off the CGI. They, they can do whatever they want. I don't want them to do that. I yeah. guess that's what I'm saying. I don't want that to happen. Yeah. Like, I actually... Part of me kind of didn't like the CGI of Leia in uh, Rogue One. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I didn't need that. You can tell like, they put all their money in the Tarkin and not in yeah, that scene. Dude, <laughs> like, but, I mean, for me in that scene, not to digress too far off, like I could have done with just like the, the back three quarters of her sure. head and then been fine. Like, I, I, they didn't need to go the whole full Monty. Um, but uh, I guess um, let me ask you guys what you think about this. Do you think there's going to be a little bit more mommy daughter moments here or... What do you think as far what do you as mean? the lineage of oh, the lineage? Oh, I think it's I think it's what was told in the movie. Yeah. You yeah, you're talking about like Ray parents being nobodies? Yeah. I loved it. I, I loved how this movie just broke up all the BS of the prequels and this whole like bloodline Skywalker story. Like I just, I love that it blew it up. The midichlorians, like it um it, it, it brought it brought it back to the farm boy. Brought, and that's what I loved the last scene of the kid. Oh. Just forcing, force, uh, uh, moving the broom to him is that it's really it's about anyone, anyone that that maybe has this connection and this ability um, and so can, can become. If you blink, you don't see that, huh? It's yeah, so it's very, yeah. If you blink, you don't see the. Another fact. subtle thing I thought I saw the first time, and I'm pretty much confirming the second time that Ray actually took the Jedi books and she put yeah. them in the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, that's what I was just saying just a second ago. Yeah, like um, like it could yeah. be her and Leia reading these these Jedi jedi uh books you know i mean and i thought that was such a nice little subtle way of like because when yoda strikes it down and burns it and he's laughing at luke he's like he's so good that's such a good scene he's got- i love the yoda yoda luke scene i loved it so much yeah and-, and, and that one that one got me misty just the just that yoda wisdom and it just it felt like it took me right back to empire and just their conversations like it was yeah and it's cool. It's Frank Oz and and uh, and you know Mark Hamill. Like it's yeah. the same people. Yeah. And I thought the CGI they did a really good job of making him look like the puppet Yoda again, not kind of the mm-hmm. ridiculous Yoda. Yeah. Prequels, I, like but... force, I like the Force glow. I know that people are upset about the fact that he actually physically comes out and hits him, but it's also that thing that okay, he's he's a Jedi Master. He's been practicing yeah. this this Force ghost for a while now. Yeah. So. I mean, he he made a lightning bolt, you know, blow up this tree. Right. Um, that could be a foreshadowing as to what the power of the Force Ghost will show us in the next yeah. episode. The fact that he was able to strike down that tree with a uh, bolt. Yeah, of I mean, and even I mean, even look, Luke, Luke in in his uh, actually being you know alive, what he was able to do. Um, actually, there's another little call that I noticed the second time was uh, when Ray and Kylo meet for the first time on the astral plane or whatever that snoke made um uh he said uh you would die if you if you actually projected yourself in front of me right now so what is it so that was a little call out to how like difficult Hmm. that is what luke did is yeah um 
Yeah, it, it also, with each scene, um, and I thought this was, I mentioned this to uh, Chris earlier before you showed up, with each scene they show us a little clue um, with those little back and forth, and apparently the the whole point of, which is a weird point to make, but the whole shirtless Kylo uh, is is to meant to show the audience also, uh, as well as Ray speaking it out. That he has nipples. That <laughs> she can see him completely. Mm, okay. He makes the comment like, "Can you see my surroundings? I can't see your surroundings." Yeah. Right. And so with with each little clue back and forth, they give us just a little bit of like what can be done and what the, the, uh, now I think that Snoke is completely lying though. in the fact that he's the only one that bridges this union between them because he's dead and at the very end as she's leaving, she sees him. Yeah. So there's, well, I think, I think now that the connection's there, it's probably easier to, to keep that going. <laughs> it's like a wound. It just keeps opening up. <laughs> Bad paper cut ruined. Can we just talk about like Snoke getting killed? Like I just that was another one. I was like, oh shit, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I I loved it because it also up the end where it's like this is live. Like things are real. <laughs> things are not because I mean I think everybody expected him to last. And, and I don't I don't know if I love it. Really? I, I, I loved how it happened. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm my the jury's still out for me on how, whether or not I love that. It's kind of like I'm still not sure about a few different things, and I think it's because of the brilliant marketing for this movie. <laughs> they marketed this movie to mess with everybody. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like it, it, again, I, I mentioned this before you got on uh, Jay, but this is Ryan Johnson whipping it out. Yeah. throwing it on the table being like i don't give a damn what you think about this universe yes. Yes. um it's kind of like he took every every like jj abrams classic mystery box like oh what's that mean he's like Boom. fuck you fuck yeah you. Like, every single one of them dude it, it started at the beginning when he takes the lightsaber and flips yeah, it over his shoulder i was like that was amazing <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, so can we, can we talk a little bit and this is we are jumping all over the place but one of the things i didn't quite get was the whole symbolism of the that, that pit on when they're on uh with Ant talk or uh, a talk whatever the hell he is when he's going through the training mm-hmm. and he's like oh you went right for it or you didn't even try to stop blah blah, blah. like what was that about like it's just the dark side like it's a it's a classic euphemism, part like a like a almost like a I don't know. So I mean, it did look like an anus. It did. Uh, it looked like a butthole. It did look like a butthole. But. One of the things that was established, I think it was in the Zahn, in the Zahn trilogy, is this idea that uh, a place, a strong place of force, you know, um, you know, like a force temple or a Jedi temple or a strong area of force power will also yeah. bring about an equal place of dark energy. Yeah. And so that... Uh, the idea that the cave was 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 living so close to Yoda, or the fact that this place, yep. was, um, and same for like uh, there was the great in the Jendi Tarkovsky, or I can't remember how to pronounce the last name, but um, his version of Clone Wars. I think the second set they have Anakin's trial of of the dark side cave. Like oh. it's kind of um, uh, it's a it's a Jedi tradition that there's like mm-hmm. some type of trial by the cave. Um, or dark side, um, a place that is strong in the dark side of the force. Um, so that that's to me, I was, that didn't really bug me so much just because to Matt's point, like wherever there is a strong source of uh, the, the light side of the force, there is going to be a counter dark side of the force. 
All right. So what was your favorite humor part of this movie? F- favorite funny add-in to this movie? What scene was your top of your list? Oh, man. The the Hux and Poe thing where they start off the movie I thought was pretty funny. That was... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll hold. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and I thought it said a good tone. I mean, it actually kind of echoed the very first scene for Poe and Kylo Ren in the first movie where, you know, he's just like, it's really hard to make out what you're saying to me. Um, See, I, I did feel bad for Hux, though. Like, he, he oh, was man. like Hux just this, got this evil up. bastard from the last movie. And he was such a cuck this episode. <laughs> like, it felt so bad for him. Uh, yeah. It, uh, I, I Hux the cuck. Hashtag <laughs> Hux cuck. Hux cuck. <laughs> well he uh he definitely had that moment too where it looked like he was going to turn on kylo and kill him and he's like oh oh you're awake i'll just put away my blaster now. Yeah, he's a little slow on the blaster uh, <laughs> uh you gotta commit it's like yeah. the road um i i just want to point out uh one thing well, actually about- I, oh I, I, just sure. saying that maybe like what is it about when kylo ren is sleeping that makes uh his his uh friends just want to kill him <laughs> uh, like luke was trying to like i was like uh, well, maybe I shouldn't. And then uh, now Hux has uh, is Kylo Ren's like, oh, it's my chance. <laughs> now, what 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 was your favorite humor slash oh, funny yeah. part? My my favorite humor. Um, it it's a toss up to me. I I think the the Chewbacca cooking porg. Uh, yes. Oh, that was great. <laughs> um, just the Chewbacca and porgs in general, like porgs. I it, thought they weren't bad. I thought they were pretty it worked, funny. It worked for me. I I don't have any uh, porg hatred. Um, the uh, I liked that Luke uh, kind of brushed his shoulder off. That was my <laughs> yeah. That was good. That was, yeah, that was good. <laughs> so, yeah, for for me, I think it's a tie between him flipping the lightsaber over his shoulder because like every, <laughs> everyone was like amped up. Like he, every, yes. at the end of that movie, like the, the, you know, Force Awakens ends with him handing it, her handing yeah. it to him, and like it's just this big suspenseful moment. And now he's just like, nah, eh, screw it, man, it's gone. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, between that and the actual scene when um, when when Luke is he training Ray, the, uh, siren with the no, not, not not even that. <laughs> yeah, that was just so weird. That was um, a weird scene. It was so weird. <laughs> he always and he just straight up like hey, drinks it. Like, he just, like, <laughs> smile like, on his face again. Like, yeah, <laughs> um, no, it's actually a scene when he's training Ray and he's like, "Can you feel it?" Yes. Like, yes, I can feel it. I can. I can, Luke. Yeah. That was very much like uh, uh, what's the trainer in um, Kill Bill, which is also based off another thing, but just like that, you know, uh, a sensei type trainer just like smacking the the knuckles and yep. like, uh, that was a fun fun yeah. scene. What? Okay, so what? So your favorite was the. Um, yeah, the the Luke throwing the. So it's interesting that they put, you know, those those. I know that some people have hated the humor, but those those key humor moments, one with Poe and one with Luke, are are right straight up, you know, at the get go. So I guess if you don't connect with it in that tone, get out the theater, you know. <laughs> um. So uh, two two other things that I just want to point out about Luke. Uh, one is that he's the last Jedi, and he dies in the first. Jedi Temple, which I thought was a really cool circle that they made there. Um, that was awesome. I just I, I love that scene in that it was like it mirrored or echoed him looking at the two sons of Tatooine that, and the windswept hair. Like it was yeah. that was pitch perfect. Yeah. yeah, I I love the fact that he sees the the twin sons there too. That yeah. 
both those those like the the symbology of it, but then yeah, the two, symbology. The two. I love that. That's a Boondock Saints throwback. <laughs> uh, the, Symbolism. <laughs> All right. Uh, the other thing I want to point out is the dice. Uh, and I what I was thinking about this scene, and I was wondering if this is Luke's test. If the dice, like when he gives them to Leia and it lands in her hand and she's convinced and C-3PO is convinced, I wonder if those were like, okay, I'm here. You know, I mean, I realize that there's there's other aspects of the dice and what they represent about Han and the, the passage of, of all three of them. Mm-hmm. But I also kind of wonder if, if it was like him testing that ability. So... Oh yeah, I could see that. I could absolutely see that. You know, I mean, he comes into the room. He's like, there, he's there. He's kind of ambiguous. He's a dark form, and then he... and, I, and I also know it was like it was it was uh, Mark Hamill's biggest complaint in that they weren't all three together. Yeah. At any point, and that was like that was like that the closest they would ever get to all kind of three being together was that that little moment there. Yeah. I I have a similar question of um what the hell was that. Um, so what was with uh leia and carrie's matching fitbits that was just how they would be able to find how uh ray would be able to find her when she got luke it was basically like a fancy nokia yeah like a long remember the next tells the next Next tells but like that was not needed yeah wasn't needed. She uh, needed to figure I out mean, where they were in order yeah, exactly, to pick them up yeah. and rescue them at the very end. Yeah. So they, they would have to they would be in the middle of nowhere. That I mean Finn kind of explained that. Like, how the heck is she gonna find us? We're in the middle of nowhere. It's like, I got this. And there you go. Easy, easy plot answer. Yeah. Plus it kind of made it way to kind of connect between Leia and Ray the whole time. So mm-hmm. or and, and Finn when he had it. Yeah. Yeah, like right. really pass from from uh, her to also uh, Finn and then Finn to Poe. Po? No. Finn passed it back to anyway. Yeah. And l- one last what the WTF. Um, mm-hmm. So Maz tells him to find <laughs> the dude wearing that, that pin. Yeah. Justin Thoreau is wearing the pin. Yes, he is. What? The handsome dude. But like, no, but like, why? Why find the pin? Because that's he, he wears it. That's the easiest way to find him. Code, but he's, but is, he, is he the code breaker? The code yeah. breaker. He's the code breaker. He's so the it one. wasn't Del Toro. No, no, Del Toro is just some guy that some random. But they got arrested. It was so weird, though. It, it, there's definitely some leaps there. Uh, so why? Um, so is he just Otis from Mayberry sleeping off a bender? Because clearly he has the pickpocket ability to leave this place anytime he wants. I think he's probably waiting for probably the right rich person to get thrown to the cell to try and take advantage of him. I could see that. I that was that was kind of my guess. Um, uh, if he's if he's as good as he is. Um, the that kind of jail is probably where people that are more affluent will get thrown into for doing something wrong for a night or something like that, and he can just wait to find a good person to scam. Yeah, no, that makes sense because that was my one my one hang up with this character. I was like, if he can walk out of this place anytime, like, is he just like Otis and he had a bender and they threw him in there? Um, I I don't know if this these answers are if this this is brought up in the Canto Blight uh, novel. Um, I don't know when I'll get around to that, but oh, they have a Cantabite novel. Yeah, it just was released. Awesome. I also have a feeling there's actually a, literally an entire cutting room floor dedicated to Cantabite. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the sorest part of the... Yeah, I would agree. So I do agree with Jay in the fact that I think there's there's certain aspects that, you know, it's great to see that whole playoff of scum and villainy. And it's, you know, in a time where the upper echelon are <laughs> not, not in such favor, you know, and there's like a bigger discrepancy between wealth and poverty. It's showing that off. Um, and it kind of was like weirdly echoed Cloud City a little bit for me, just in terms of yeah. very sleek, very beautiful. But underneath the surface, it's not at all. Um, uh, so there was... I cannot wait to hear the Nick picks. Yeah, actually, so I did want to say like a good segment for this show could be. Sure. Is, can we do like our top moments that we think Nick is going to shit yes. on tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, Austin, what's Brent your first Nick pick? Um, <laughs> okay, so Nick is going to hate the spacewalk. Okay, the spacewalk. spacewalk. Yep. Uh, the Leia. Leia. Oh, okay. Okay. Emergence. Yep. Yes. I'm gonna hate that. All right. Uh, my next. I'm gonna go next. I'll say uh, he's gonna hate that Snoke died. This wasn't like one of the only thing he likes in the Force Awakens. Yep. So huh. he he's gonna hate Snoke getting killed. I bet you. Well, he's like, why don't you even bring this character if you're just gonna kill him? I, I can. <laughs> that was my best Nick impression. No, <laughs> pretty good. I'm marking it down, like. <laughs> Place your best people. Like, wait, wait, what minute does, Mark, does, does he actually say this? And, and uh, the next why thing would you even do that? <laughs> I'm I'm going to why say that uh, it's going to be Canto Blight for sure. Like, there's yeah. uh, he's not going to like any of that, and he's not going to like uh, Benicio de Toro's character. Yeah, he's going to hate him. I yeah, think yeah. He, I I think ultimately he's going to hate the idea of the Force. Um, not being Jedi slash Dark Side exclusive. Actually, I think he's going to be okay with that because I think he complained that he he's like Ray better not be a Skywalker or something like yeah, that. So he might be okay with that. Anti Skywalker train, right. which is which is okay. Back to like maybe the the one thing that this started this whole conversation out because we'll have to finish up soon is the fact that this episode or this yeah episode eight is a bit more divisive than the fact that we're seeing like how people land on these things, you know, whether, whether some of this is bots, but you know, even amongst us, you know, like the parts that, that we loved and hate about it, the movie, like they don't always marry up. Yeah. You know, I mean, Chris, I'll, I'll be curious I, I, for his Nick picks. I'll be curious to see if he um, hates that this movie uh, was different, <laughs> you know, like, cause he complained so much about how the force awakens, like, will it? he praise yeah. it or will he say like, well, you just made the wrong choices. I already have seven scripts that could have been better than this. Like, I'm curious to see. Or or will he put <laughs> all the stops to draw the comparison between Empire and the oh, oh, will he say, well, it's still just a copy of Empire. That's yeah. a good point. Okay, so the ways that it's like Empire, there's a chase in Empire. And this <laughs> movie is based on the plot that they're being chased. <laughs> Uh, there it ends with walkers the other one just begins with walkers yeah so they just flip that yeah um, you had uh the, actually this the whole the whole scene between kylo ren and ray where he's like join me yeah and he, and he actually talked about the lineage you know who are your parents well they're nobody there, right. it, there is a very much similar to luke and, and darth yeah. vader's moment or how about this I'm, I'm gonna do my best nick i don't understand the, the whole battle at the end i mean they made that scene just to make a dang video game. 
<laughs> um, oh, another Nick pick's going to be, well, uh, Ray moved all the rocks, but we just saw uh, Leia, like, just force uh, wa- a spacewalk to the ship. Couldn't she just have moved the rocks? <laughs> uh, all, all good points. I, I'm, I don't know. I, I, well, I, I don't think either is going to be here tomorrow with with Nick, Matt. So you'll have to you'll have to I have to weather the storm on my own. <laughs> and uh, so far, the three of us, uh, I guess, if we were to rate it, you know, like, and I, and I've seen I've seen the rankings on on. Yes, uh, we should end with rankings. Like, where is it on our? Where did, where does it fall? I, I have to reserve the right to change because I, I'm still planning on seeing it a second time. Okay. Yeah, I think you do have to have it t- see it twice because you're right. It's you don't you have to really marinate in it for a little while to really yeah. get a feel because it, it did kind of really say F you to a lot of what it set up, what was set up in the previous movie. Yep. Um, which I, 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 but that I liked it. I liked that it really, I think it made a good point. Like in, from the spirit of the force, it felt like the force became mystical again Yeah. versus the prequels, which just made it like, I don't know, took all the magic away from it. Um, so yeah, I, I I I really liked it. So, do we any other thoughts before we do go into our rankings? Should Matt, we read one of the emails? Oh yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's let's get to uh, one of the emails. Um, we'll share some for uh, leave some for Nick. Okay. Well, uh, since since uh, Dustin was the first to to uh, send in, and we actually you know they they both uh, came in pretty quickly here. But I'll re- read uh, Dustin's. Uh, I was born in 1984, so I haven't waited as long as some, but I still had to wait decades for a next great Star Wars film. Episodes 1 through 3 aren't worth mentioning. Episode 7 was good, but not great. The Last Jedi is so great, and I'm so excited that they've, han- they've handed an entire trilogy to Ryan Johnson. Truth. Hashtag <laughs> truth. It's so well-balanced. Comedic- oh, by the way, by the way, I need to interrupt even this dude who's not even on the show. He's emailing. I'm going to jump in and interrupt him. <laughs> How much of a huge Johnson does Ryan have? Because he pretty much made this movie to make his trilogy awesome. Yeah. Sure. I mean, like, yeah. think about it. He set up his trilogy to be badass. Mm hmm. If you yeah. think about the future of the force and the future of all that, he created. Well, so, yeah, like he he set it up. He set it up to where it doesn't have to be, you know, Skywalker's great grandkid yes. or something. Right. It can be. It can be anything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well played, Ryan. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and I think that uh, from what we have heard, you know, it's supposed to take place in a part of the galaxy that we haven't seen or deal with something that you know. It hasn't been covered as much. So it'd be interesting, even if it's another part of the, the galaxy. Um, so I guess how they, they handle it. Anyway, um, back to Dustin. Um, it's so well-balanced. Comedic elements that were actually funny. Action sequences that uh, with appropriate weight and intent. Just the right quantity of new characters and locations. Pitch-perfect harmonies between organic and digital effects. The franchise is back at making great movies. Let's hope we uh, let's hope we only go up from here. The Fork, Force Awakens was entertaining, but I'd say that the greatness that is Last Jedi makes Force Awakens even worse. I presume that that with Episode Seven, 
they were hoping to honor the original Star Wars, but it felt more like a hand-me-down shoes than an homage <laughs> with all the recycled storylines. I was left to presume that it all will be would be a motif that they would massage and continue over the final two chapters of the third and um, of the third installment. But Last Jedi doesn't does nothing to redeem the copy and past job of The Force Awakens, and that's okay with me. I'm happy they didn't even try. Um, he writes, and also with you, Dustin. So. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, yeah. Go ahead. No, I, I think, um, I, I think he's he's dead on. I, I, it almost makes me now when he's saying that though. It's like, okay, well, JJ's though is coming back for the next one, so right. it, it, he's not a risk taker. So, is does he have the the wherewithal to actually land this this uh, plane that uh, Ryan Johnson has kind of set way up here? Well, Ryan Johnson painted him into the corner with his big Johnson. It was it's awesome. <laughs> I can't get over how big this guy's donk well, dick is. I mean, it's amazing. Like he he literally took an entire universe and flipped it upside down and painted JJ into a corner. So JJ, you gotta pick up those reins and yeah. do it. Like there's no, did, there's no, there's none of this challenge. But but from what I was reading in in some of the interviews and the articles that are out right now, he he feels as though he left it in a each character in a great position to jump off and where do they go? You know, better not go to the damn um, church. That's all I have to say. <laughs> uh, specifically like Kylo Ren, like he felt- anyway, in fairness to JJ, he was gone way for a extended period of time when the church uh, was introduced to close out loss. So. <laughs> That's true. That's true. He was Fair. really around the first season of loss. Actually really like the first half of the season. Of first of loss. Episode. Yeah. Um, Anyway, Just don't ruin my joke, Jay. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> As I feel like I gotta, I gotta give him some, cut him some slack. I know Nick's gonna shit on him for thirty minutes tomorrow, and Matt's gonna be like, "He didn't direct this movie." I know. I'm just, I'm still mad about Force Awakens. Uh, <laughs> one other thing in my notes uh, of the Easter eggs that I was reading about Rogue One. Um, there's a little Easter egg in there where Jen Erso, uh, when she's looking through the. Uh, Basically, for the plans for the Death Star, she runs across hyperspace tracking navigational systems. Oh, really? Ooh. Yep. That's so, awesome. Nice little call out there. So for Boom. seriously, big, yep. big dick Ryan. Like, <laughs> like, what an what an asshole! And I love him every minute of it. This is fantastic. Oh. Man, man, Boston has like a raging fan boner. I, for, dude, I, have, I have a man boner. <laughs> every, everything, everything that I've brought up to Chris about Ryan Johnson too. You, it's kind of cemented certain things because uh, earlier, Jay, when you weren't on here, I mentioned about the porgs. Uh, they were used to cover up puffins in the background shots. So there was a logistical reason. Oh, they were, cool. So yeah, right. I mean. Like yeah, sure. There are they are marketed, but who else is not marketed in this movie? I mean, you can yeah. buy Ray in a hundred different ways, people. But again, I think he 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 did it perfectly in that. Really, the, the introduction to the Porgs, like true introduction, was Chewbacca burning, you know, you know, grilling and eating one of them, so that you're like immediately like, oh, poor poor guys, <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and it was just an awesome funny scene so then you you get why there's porgs inside the millennium falcon because like he kind of feels guilty so now they're kind of just around <laughs> just in uh, the place yeah yeah so you know uh, i i thought it was i thought it was fun it wasn't the entire third act george lucas 
<laughs> it was just a nice little a nice little sprinkle, a nice little sprinkle of cute, funny thing. Throughout. Something for the kids to laugh at. Yeah. So <clears throat> anyway. Um yeah, I, I don't know. Closing thoughts, I guess. Um as we um I'm very happy with the movie from what I remember and from what I saw from the first viewing of it. Like I, I still have a lot to process from it. Um I oh, really I, I I love oh go ahead. Yeah, no ranking. I was gonna just throw that oh, in. Yeah. There. I'll um, give my ranking at the end. Okay. Um I, I, I love um I, I know I make the joke of of, of Big Dick Johnson here, but um <laughs> But I, I, I do. I, I love the balls that he had to make this movie. Um, and that th- further solidifies that he was planning it. He did Rogue One. Am I wrong? He did Rogue One. No, he didn't direct no. that. Oh, all right. Well, his balls just got a little bit smaller. I thought for a second maybe he directed that. <laughs> no, but, um, but Gareth Edwards does make Gareth Edwards. Gareth Edwards. That's right. Okay. Yep. Uh, well, they're in cahoots. Uh, anyways, um, so <laughs> I, I, I love the, the risks. I love the risks that he took making this movie because – he could have made the Force Awakens too, yep. very easily. Yes, um, but he decided to not do that, and I think that um, that was a gamble. And for me, that gamble absolutely worked. And it was a huge gamble because it's literally taking the core of Star Wars, that is the Jedi, and removing it from the picture while still maintaining the overall true story of what, what's 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 well, happening. I, I, the Jedi aren't done though. I, I think Luke saying that I'm not the last Jedi, and then going to Ray and the fact that Ray has the Jedi text. I don't think the Jedi are done. I think they just. I'm they, sorry. Let me. I'll, I'll re, re, let me rephrase. Yeah. Uh, I, I, the 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 exclusivity of the Jedi. Sure. Yeah. Say. And and just kind of like just pulling the carpet from under there, right? And and really creating the the possibility to make this, this thing so much bigger than it already is. Yeah. Um, and one of the cool things too, and this is one of the, another little re- revelation that I had. And I've, I've had this before. It has happened a couple of times. And I think the first time it happened was actually when I watched rogue one. Um, but not the first time, but probably the first time was probably back in uh, an empire strikes back. But in rogue one, you get, you're brutally reminded of how small the resistance actually is. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you, when you're watching rogue one, you're literally watching these scraps of a resistance fighter team in which when you're watching a new hope, you think it's so much bigger than it is. Right. Um, but you, you realize it's like this, these ragtag group of people, less than 50 to hundred people who are trying to make this thing happen. And you just, you, you realize how small they are and you're seeing the, the, the beginning of the next generation right now, right. With the resistance. And let's be honest, they all pretty much died. <laughs> um, they all fit on the, the Millennium Falcon now. Yeah. So, <laughs> they literally all fit on the Falcon. There's like 15 of them. What's the capacity um, of that thing? Like 50? I mean, you know, you got to brush off some porgs, but I mean, it's yeah. A, it's a Karelian starfighter. So, I mean, it's got a, it's, it can hold a decent amount of people. Not a lot. But, but not a lot. My, my point is, though, is like here we are again, right? We have this, this resistance that is, yeah. is so incredibly small, but has such a, a, a commanding force behind it. Literally. Um, so what, what are we rating this? Would we be laying with, with lightsabers? Oh, I, I thought we were ranking, but yeah, we can, we can, uh, well, I, or should we do, uh, out of how many porgs Four out of four porgs? <laughs> okay. That sounds good. Out, out of four porgs, out of four porgs, how many would you eat? I am, <laughs> I am going to score this at three out of four porgs. Three out of four porgs. Okay. Yes. Jay, I'm going to give it 
three and a half out of four porgs. Um, man, um, this is a movie I want to see again and again. I there there are aspects of it that are flawed. I don't feel it's the best Star Wars movie. I don't feel it's the worst Star Wars movie. It's tough. I'm I'm probably right there with Jay at three and a half porgs. Um, I might I might even go back and um, get like a little bit more pork. If I if I could ask you a little more pork. Uh, if I could ask you, I think it was either was it on the Ona Brewer's Instagram or maybe it was your own personal Instagram. But you said like if I have to watch Luke Skywalker yeah, die, die, yeah, I'd be really upset. Yeah. So like how how upset were you or were you fine with what happened? I was I was actually okay with it and I was fine and it was weird because I was I wasn't really that emotional about it like mm-hmm. I was kind of like okay that makes sense and I think that that's probably where it left me a little you know a bit like did kind of like how Chris said like did I like that like because I because I was accepting of Luke dying I was just like okay yeah he died like it didn't hit me like in a way that I guess because everything about it was cool he was using this this power uh, that we hadn't seen him use uh, it was used in the comic books, but uh, not to that extent. And uh, and it was in the dark dark horse series. But um, you know, I I wanted more from the the lightsaber scene actually, but I liked how they went more samurai with it. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I wasn't I wasn't like oh my gosh they killed Luke. And I think because they hinted at more too with the Force Ghosts, and I, I don't yep. see how. We'll see how they don't bring Mark Hamill back. Yeah, I agree. I think that's why it didn't hit me as hard because, to your point, he he did the the Obi Wan Yoda evaporating, so he's obviously yeah. at that level of becoming one with the Force to still like have a yeah sentient being. All all the good Jedi's just float away, man. <laughs> there is there is no chance that Mark Hamill is not back next. Week. Um, but really, uh, Qui Gon was the well. I don't know if that's still in canon, but Qui Gon was the first one to figure it out, right? How to? But he didn't fade away, though. He didn't, but he was yeah. the first one to figure out how to um, manifest himself. Manifest himself in the Force. Yeah. Then he he came to Yoda, and so that's that's how you know they were able to do that, but. Um, in in the recent book, uh, from a certain point of view, there's a there's a short story about Obi Wan communicating with Qui Gon Jinn, and it goes into a little bit more, kind of like detail or like description of like Qui Gon coming into a, an existence. It's almost told from his point of view. Yeah, which is weird. But um, anyway, so if we, they ever do a, if they ever do an Obi Wan movie, do you have uh, Liam Neeson come back as Qui Gon's ghost? Oh, that would be cool. Or do you have? Um, um, what's his name? Mace Windu come back and say there ain't no motherfucking room for no motherfucking porgs on this Falcon. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I don't. You know he wants to do a Mace Windu movie. Of course he, he does. does. And I mean, and in his mind, he didn't die when he fell out of that window. So right. yeah, he's just living in a brothel somewhere, <laughs> low down on Coruscant. All right, so since we give in our porg ratings, should we should we give our rankings then, our actual film rankings, or do you, or like we're... Yeah, sure. Um, I, I, I was kind of looking at that thread and thinking about it. It's really hard for me to rank them, but um, but I have my list here. I, I will I will go first and just say that because okay. uh, um, I go back and forth on Star Wars and, and Empire, but I'll say Empire, Star Wars, and then The Last Jedi. I mean, I know it's the hot... Whoa. I know it's the hot take right now. Mm-hmm. 
but I would put it ahead of Return of the Jedi. Still, I, I still I know some people are hating on Jedi, but I still rank Jedi pretty high. Uh, then I would go, and this is a toss-up for me: Rogue One or The Force Awakens. They they flip back and forth for me, which I like more. Um, Rogue One is so it's kind it's kind I don't know. There's parts of it where I don't want to necessarily jump in, whereas The Force Awakens, if I put it on, I'll be like, oh, okay. Um, so I think it's a little bit more approachable by me. And then I would go three, one Christmas special and then two. So, <laughs> thank you for the Facebook poster that, uh, that uh, gave me that, um, idea. Uh, I, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll go next. If you're okay with that, Boston. Yeah. Where do you want to go? Next. No, I'm still um, thinking. Yeah. So, uh, for me, um, not counting the holiday special, maybe I should. Uh, so I'll go lowest to highest. Um, I'll go, and this is also barring that I haven't seen episode one or two or three since I saw them in the theaters. So I, I really don't have much memory of them. So they're just, they're, that's just one, two, three for me. Lucky. In terms of, or, yeah, <laughs> order of. I tried to watch Revenge of the Jedi recently. I found my DVD of it and I put it in. I was like, the first like 10 minutes of uh, Hayden Christensen's super dry delivery, I was like, nope, I can't do this. I can't do it. Um, <laughs> But um, uh, so one, two, three. Uh, then I would go uh, Force Awakens. Then I would go uh, Rogue One. Um, easily, I love Rogue One. I love uh, Rogue One. To me, is the closest to the original trilogy. Yeah. Um, uh, and I really love the Last Jedi. And I'm actually one of the people that that actually really likes Return of the Jedi. And having recently watched the despecialized editions, oh. made me realize how much I love the original trilogy. How great is um, that? DVD oh, it's it's like it's like falling in love again, like just oh, like being so right good. back into what makes you fall in love with Star Wars. It's like, it's like listening to people eat bacon. Like, what are you guys doing to me here? Okay, <laughs> sorry, sorry, but it's it's incredible. It's incredible. It's I'm sure it is. Life. I'm sure it's beautiful. Because you know, I love right. Jedi so much, and and I think that they the, the special they they so Jedi awesome. I think is one of the most travesties to what they did. It with suffers the, the most. It suffers the most. Like adding in the no to the yeah. Vader. Ah, oh, that's why but, I didn't buy the Blu-ray. I refused to buy the Blu-ray because and the different Anakin and the Ewoks yeah. being changed. Anakin ghosts and Ugh. I mean just so much of it. I just I don't know. Anyway, so I, right. I think that negatively hits it. So um so Rogue One. <laughs> And then I would put Je- Return of the uh, Return of the Jedi, and then I I'm currently, and again it's just it's just that hot take, so it might fall below Return, but Last Jedi, New Hope, and Empire. I just love what uh, Last Jedi did with the sh- the story. Yeah, so my my list is pretty similar, man. I'll, I'll go from from my favorite to to least. Um, d- Empire number one still, and the Empire is one of the, my favorite movies, like of literally of all time. Um, oh, this is such a weird thing to admit. Um, all right, so Empire, New Hope. I love a New Hope. Um, it, it might be a tie for Last Jedi and Return of the Jedi for me. Hmm. Um, yeah, I could see that. Wrote one. Christmas special. <laughs> um the the droid movie. Okay. Droid movie. The droid movie. They had an hour special, so I'll count that. I count it. 
Oh, you mean the, the um, animated series? Yeah. The animated series. Ewok movie. Okay, that was a legitimate movie. That was the- Yeah. Wait, you're putting these ahead of The Force Awakens? No, I said Force Awakens already, didn't Oh, I? you did? Oh, okay. I, I yeah, if I didn't, I meant to before all these. Okay. Um, <laughs> then Episode 3. <laughs> episode 2. You are my brother! That's it. Wow, not that's even that's episode one. You're not even putting one on the list. Nope. Wow. Okay. The Phantom See? Crevice was the worst movie ever. <laughs> that's so bad. Oh, didn't you love how uh, for the Maz Quintana scene, she was like, uh, it's it's a trade dispute or a union dispute. You, you really don't want to hear about it. <laughs> I mean, I thought that was a nice call, like a call out against episode one. You don't want to hear about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Connor McFadden. Or yeah, I think that's his name. That that was uh, who gave me the, the Star Wars special holiday. Nice. I, I liked his uh, list. It was it was pretty close, although, um, yeah. Um, well, I think we all pretty much liked the Last Jedi. It'll be interesting uh, if you didn't like the Last Jedi. Maybe you didn't like this episode, but uh, come back for the part two, where we're gonna really <laughs> nitpick it, and there's gonna be like it's gonna be a mono e mono because it's just gonna be Nick and I. Dude, and I'm gonna watch, watch, watch Nick love it, and she's gonna throw us. Nick might pull the Ryan Johnson of the podcast. He might, Ooh, he might take the right. lightsaber and throw it right behind him. But let's right. be honest. Let's be honest. How many things does Nick really like that he doesn't besides, have something to complain about? Abraham. Besides the South. Besides the South. <laughs> how, how many things? Cars. cars. Yeah. But like old cars. Oh, oh, oh. He, he's going to be pissed he, at Poe's X-Wing got blown up. Yeah, because that's his favorite. <laughs> Everything favorite favorite dies for him. <laughs> so. He killed so, everything I love. Except, so, yeah. except, except for Finn. And, and oh, that's that's what's going to really make him mad. Because oh, he's like, I thought he, Finn was going to sacrifice himself. I know. I he would've would've been, it it would have been good if Finn just died. <laughs> like, that's not, it's going to happen. I'm telling you. That's that's my... Uh, it took me a while. Sorry. Well, Finn, I, you know, I'm going to be working tomorrow night, but I might just pop the ear pods in and listen into your recording. <laughs> okay. I'll post the... Well, it's... Uh, link in the- it's uh it's it's you know it, it's a good also you know parallel to the last jedi in that you know for every uh great bit of light in this universe there is the counter uh darkness and then uh so nick may be bringing that tomorrow to counter yes this podcast it's gonna be great <laughs> well i would love to talk more last jedi with you guys i really would um but for the sake of the show because uh, we, <laughs> we have gone on a little bit longer but uh, it was good that we had a bonus guest of jay Yes, Glad thank you for joining us. Uh, the uh, and uh, at this point, we should go ahead and uh, thank our, our our sponsors. So yes, um, I can do that if you'd like. If it makes your life easier, you, you are so good at it, Jay. You're like the master <laughs> at it. Well, if you do it like five times a week, you should get good at it. You're kind of like Luke. You could Jack Gratfelter. I'm calling you out. Like how many twelve years of podcasting? You still don't know how to do half the stuff except edit really complicated two minute bits all right uh want to thank you for making the show possible our patrons uh especially tack from tokyo eckhart richter molly the millennial and ed the letter carrier if you'd like to become one of our patrons today go to patreon.com slash j and jack or go to j and jack.com and click on the become a patron link today 
It is the Christmas and holiday shopping season, and what better place to buy that special gift for your loved one, like maybe a lightsaber, or maybe a sweet porg that you squeeze and it makes a noise. Uh, I bought an air mattress today. Ooh, nice. Through the um, link. <laughs> jack.com slash Amazon for all of your holiday shopping needs. Um, and it also helps out the podcast. If you like what we do, give us a review. com slash iTunes has the entire Jane Jack network on there. And uh, if you, uh, a five-star review really helps with the ranking of all the podcasts, especially Own and Brews Barbecue, the best titled Jane Jack uh, network podcast, hands down. And if you like that title, you, you're going to love our email, theforceswelldone at gmail.com. <laughs> Chris, the Mastro, who uh, thinks of all of the great things that we say on this uh, show. Um, thank you for joining us. It was good to have you back on. I had missed you for the last couple of weeks when, or the last couple of shows when we were talking Rebels, but good to, good to have you. It's good to be back, and I'm glad that the most insightful thing I was able to offer this evening was the inception of hashtag HuxCuck. <laughs> <laughs> and this is an explicit podcast now. Uh, yep. Considering, uh, <laughs> I wanted to break the cherry on the fact that the woman that sat next to me and wanted to spoil the movie ten minutes before we were just going to even begin. What? I really wanted to say, "Fuck you, lady," and the the horse that you rode in on because who the fuck does this? Who she comes- spoiled it? She was looking on her phone and being like, "I don't know. It says that he dies. I'm going to have to look this." Up. And I'm like, "Whole." What? Did you, t- did you tell her to shut the fuck up? I immediately covered my hairs and went into deck and cover. I, I should have, I should have been more vocal. Oh, I would, I would, I would destroyed her in front of her kids. Me? Well, she wasn't with her kids. I did that over Halloween to some woman, and uh, <laughs> to say that I've never called somebody out on public for BS uh, is is inappropriate. Is uh, well, let's just say a woman tried to cut in line after an hour of standing in the cold for a Halloween uh, trick-or-treat line, I called this woman out in front of everyone. I humiliated her in front of her two children, and she left. And I left feeling awful. (laughs) But every such a sweet guy, Matt. Like, if you ever turn to the dark side like that. (laughs) Like, yeah, like, we were not, you know, like, oh, that lady was trying to cut the line, like, you were the hero. You were the hero, man. So you said you kyloed her hucks. <laughs> you have to be the jerk that just says, target all of the guns on that single person and just fire at will. Do you um, think you got him? <laughs> well, I got that bitch. So anyway, <laughs> thanks for joining in this extra explicit podcast. Uh, yeah, shit happens. <laughs> was well worth it. Um, and uh, anyway. Looking forward to seeing what Nick has to poop yes. on. Yeah. Yes. Really Very am. Very excited. Well, on that note, uh, great show, guys. One in a million. Let's not get cocky here. <laughs> oh, hey, and, and just as we close out this, we have only five months to go before we get another Star Wars movie. Yeah, it's yep. Han Solo one, right? Solo. It will be in theaters in May. And there was a rumor there would be a trailer at the end of the movie, so we waited till the end, and there was no trailer. I was like, oh, man. Oh. So we'll have plenty of more of The Last Jedi talk. Okay, we'll hands, be hands raised for how many people think this is going to get delayed till Christmas. Oh, you think Solo's getting delayed till Christmas? Yeah. 
Why course. are they going to do it in May? Just push it to Christmas. Just have Christmas every year. It's like Lord oh. of the Rings with Star Wars. Just do it. I, I wish they would. I wish they would. My hand will be raised for wishing that they would, but I don't think that they will. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. I, hey, it'd be awesome if they do. So I don't see why they haven't announced that. Yeah. Maybe they'll announce it with the teaser trailer. But anyway. All right. Um, thanks for joining us this week uh, for this episode. Um, as I close out the show, great show, guys. One in a million. Uh, what the hucks? <laughs>